Wednesday night. <laughs> Is it Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. We are back, folks. We are back in sunny California, La La Land, Hollywood, Tinseltown, the city of angels. This is a city where, where, where everyone in town is working the exact job they dreamed of having when they moved here. <laughs> right? That's why I love this town. Yeah, you can just feel the contentment. In everyone you speak to. How did so many of you get your catering shifts covered for tonight? That's amazing. <laughs> All those poor catered events that must be caterless this evening. <laughs> so sorry. No, I'm sure there's a couple casting assistants in the audience tonight. Because that's what you spend tens of thousands of dollars on acting school for. <laughs> to be a casting assistant. Right? No, I'm sure there's some... Some personal trainers out there. <laughs> maybe even a couple yoga instructors and Pilates teachers as well. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come celebrate with us. No. No, listen. Whatever you do for a living that is light years away from what you really wish you were doing, I want to thank you for leaving your houses 11 hours ago to wade through cars full of dead dreams <laughs> to be here tonight. Thank you, you guys. We appreciate it. It's totally not a ludicrous place to live. Yeah. That's not a joke. I greatly appreciate it. It's a, three hours driving for the closest person to get here. Yep. You could live a block and a half away yep. and you had to skip lunch. <laughs> and we appreciate it. Now, you may notice that we're down a Matthew tonight, or... Well, you also may not have noticed, since he he barely makes it over the table, but he's not there. Trust us, he's not here. He's definitely... (laughs) Definitely not here. Double check. Yeah, not not, not here. Uh, He is... uh, He's erring on the side of caution, because he was uh, exposed to COVID, like, the day before he was going to hop on his flight. But, uh, as I told him, uh, the shows will be better without him. So... And I did say that, and then I hung up. But I <laughs> said, so, "See ya." Make he sure called you get... back several times, and you didn't you didn't pick up the no, phone. But I did text him. I said, "Make sure you get a refund on those flights." Yeah, the important stuff. But uh, you know, the good thing is, since we're in LA, you can't throw a rock without hitting a movie star <laughs> to replace that hairy son of a bitch. So I got on the horn. Now that now that we know some people, and I called up William Morris Endeavor Agency. I said, hey, you remember me? You called me in for two interviews after my showcase. Promised to sign me straight out of grad school. And you didn't. And now I print money. And I hung up. (laughs) And I I kind of blacked out for a little bit. (laughs) And I, uh, 
I woke up on the Sunset Strip. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? And I just started wandering around, and I wandered into the comedy store, and I, I said to the guy at the door, I said, hey, any uh, comics in here struggling to get stage time? And he uh, pointed at the bar, and he's like, well, that guy comes in here every night, and uh, he's, he's terrible. We, we won't put him up. And I said, well, I'll take him. And they said... We really don't care. We don't, we don't even know his name. <laughs> well, I know his name, and all of you know his name. Give it up for Mr. Jared Logan, everybody. Jared Logan! Healthy Matt. Healthy Matt. Healthy Matt. Healthy Matt. Healthy Matt. <laughs> all right. Okie dokie. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I tried. I tried to. Um, <laughs> so rock and roll. I'm man. doing it. I'm having so many waters tonight. It's gonna get real interesting later. <laughs> In terms of uh, urination, uh, I tried to grow a little more hair to fill the Matthew role, but I am unable to grow facial hair because I am. I just am like a baby that got really big. <laughs> so I've never heard an adult describe that. That's way. what I. That's what I look like anyway. Just so. an old baby. I'm an old. I'm an old baby. That would like, be your nickname if you were like an NBA player. Give yeah. it up for Jared. Jared, old oh, baby, baby yeah. Logan at the University of Seton Hall, number fourteen. Jared, old baby Logan. <laughs> Old baby's having a tough year. He's shooting 2% from the yeah. uh, three points. He's making a real caca in his diaper this season. <laughs> uh, dude, you are the best. Uh, you, you, you just dropped everything, uh, including your children, right on the floor to yeah. come here. And, uh, and you're also going to come with us to San Francisco. This That's right. Well. This yeah. fucking guy. This fucking guy. That's right. And you know what that means? It's time to find out how to play Pathfinder 2A. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. That would be 10 minutes more than we've spent. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> no, we've been studying our, our hearts away. Well, we're excited to have you, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this show. So now I'd like to introduce you uh, to three men uh, who are like most people who succeed in Hollywood. Because they found someone with talent and ambition and leached onto him all the way to the top. Uh, what we call this the top? You're like the, the turtles to my Vincent Chase. You're the Johnny drama. Anyways, it would be like that if Vincent Chase needed turtle to become a success. This is true. Wait. You saying I needed you? <laughs> that was the implication. Right. Yes. <laughs> I did need you. But first up is a, is a tall, lean fellow who enjoys cycling, running, gardening, and chasing young boys down beanstalks. <laughs> <laughs> Get down from there now. Give it up for Grant Berger, everybody. The Berg Dog. The Berg Dog. Hello, Los Angeles. I've had a great time running down from Venice Beach to Redondo Beach, where I found everyone who's more attractive and in better shape than I am. So thank you for that. 
how are you, buddy? Are you in, you uh, you've been getting all around here. We haven't really uh, seen you that much. You've been bouncing around, running over every fucking canyon in town. <laughs> Any canyon I can find, I must leap over it. That is the giant's code. Uh, <laughs> no, I've had, I've had amazing food here. I got down to Grand Central Market, I think they call it. Had, uh, had a little uh, grilled cheese sandwich and some sisig, some Filipino fried rice. It was delicious. And then um, a lot of people here may be familiar with Mary Burger. Any Mary Burger? My mom. It's Grant's mom. The only mom that has appeared multiple times on this show. <laughs> She's a real hot commodity. Uh, but I got a text from Rick Berger, who's never made an appearance on the show. And devoid of any context, I'd like to show you a picture I received. From this is your dad? This is my dad. <laughs> like a chip off the old block. <laughs> he now refers to himself as Rick Bo. Uh, <laughs> Richard Berger, Rick Bo. And um, I just need a... I'm doing this to show my dad this clip later to tell him that there are consequences to his text message. Yeah. Just sending this stuff so, out. L.A., burn this in your brains and never forget. I love you all. Uh, well, uh, to this giant's right is a man that is thrilled to be performing in Los Angeles again after being blacklisted during McCarthyism in the 50s. <laughs> Give it up for Skid Marr, everybody! Skid, Skid, Skid! <laughs> Good buddy. Yeah. That was uh That was a tough time for your career. I'm glad you bounced back. Yeah, I am not now nor have I ever been a member of the Thunder Company. <laughs> uh I found some old pictures of you. Evidently, I don't know if people know this, but uh, Skid had a short marriage to Lauren Bacall back in the day. Here. Yeah, that was, I'm really surprised to be able to track these down. Wasn't that nice? It didn't last. It's but... a very private ceremony. I wasn't really aware of it. Uh, and a very small cake to boot. Uh, she insisted on the smallest cake that they had. I hope you're playing tonight Theater of the Mind, Troy, because I just want to leave that up. Yeah, just right. leave that up all night. Just Forget the math. He didn't even invite us. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of cake three minutes. Uh, well, finally is a man who makes love to his wife, not unlike the famous In-N-Out Burger. Animal style. <laughs> not, not like a ravenous beast, but covered in Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> For L.A. Joe O'Brien. Oh! I love L.A. No, 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 no. I love L.A. <laughs> L.A. Joe. L.A. Joe. L.A. Joe. Oh, love it. I love it. Are you recovering from your? Uh... What was your lunch called again? <laughs> a taste of history. <laughs> it's like a eleven forty-five when we go to an early lunch because we want to digest before the show. Grant orders a single tamale. Yes, I get two enchiladas, and Joe's like, "I'll take the taste of history." I wanted to turn to Joe and say, "Tell me you've given up without saying you've given up," and it was the taste of history. <laughs> and you knew what it what, what it was. It, it, it did say what it was. Uh, let, I have a real problem. I go to these <laughs> these pre show lunches, and I'm like, how about a little fish? Maybe over a salad? 
And then I'm just like, the world's biggest burrito! Like, I, and, I, and I can't... I cannot say no. So this plate was... It had tamales, enchiladas, tacos, chili rellenos, rice, refried beans. It came on a plate. <laughs> it came on a plate that literally had a taste of history, like, in the plate. It was this giant oval. <laughs> And I finished it. I didn't eat it all. And I finished it, and Troy just looks over. He's like, you don't even look like you started that. Like, it was so <laughs> much food. But it was great. Oh, you know what? There it is. Oh, there it is. Taste of history. The taste of history. We were going to say, can we get the rest in a smoothie to go? <laughs> just blend it all together. I'm a man on the run. If you're ever uh, in this area, check out El Cholo for the taste of history. Yeah. Tonight's show brought to you by El Cholo. El Cholo. It is really good. We it ate is. there yesterday. It was awesome. Uh, we're pretty excited. And, and all jokes aside, I think I speak for the guys as well when I say that we have had just about the best week in L.A. this week than we've had since we started this dog and pony show. On Monday night, we got to meet in person all these wonderful L.A. Uh, people that we've been playing with for years now. And my God, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just warm inside thinking about the, the generous, warming welcome we received from these people. It was just wonderful. We've been working them since the beginning of COVID, never met in person. We had everybody together. Uh, the energy at that hangout was amazing. And then last night... I almost want to cry thinking about it. We've, we've had the pleasure of, uh, of getting to know Matthew Lillard for a while from Beetle and Grimm's. Make sure you check out BeetleandGrimm's.com and buy everything they have. Uh, he is, without a doubt, one of the most wonderful human beings uh, I've ever met. And Cool-ass dude. He makes me want to be a better man. And he, <laughs> he invited us to uh, his home last night and introduced us to like the entire L.A. tabletop scene. And, I mean, it, it was a night none of us will soon forget. And so all of this is to say, I know I, I make a lot of jokes. Usually they're mean. Occasionally they're funny. And uh, all I want to say is the Gla- Glass Cannon Nation, the Nation, big things are happening right now. And it's because of these people that we've been blessed to make friendships with over the years. So many people that have showed up to support us. So many people that are here tonight in the audience. And if you see them, don't be weird. You fucking weirdos. Don't be weird to them. Just... Say hello or give them a nod as if to say you're the best because they are the best. So thank you, uh, L.A. friends out here. And to the Nace that showed up tonight. Yes! (laughs) We've got a lot to cover tonight, and I want this show to be the best one on the tour yet. So Grant, take it to the recap. It's on the absolute wrong screen. Sorry, LA! Los Angeles, I'm sorry! Oh my god, it's stuck. And all your friends are watching. Yeah, well, they can go. Could have had Matthew do that. (laughs) I I I wanted something done wrong and asked Matthew! It's just like he's here. Uh, Here it comes, here it comes. Recap. Take it to the Take it to the It's literally stuck on. This is incredible. This has never happened. I can't believe this. I'm so this embarrassed our, right uh, now. 41st here we go. Show here we go. On the tour. Oh, I need, I need to buy an H.265 extension. Let me see if I have another app. This has literally never happened. Windows Media Player. Uh, nope. Um, let's uh, let's see how this goes. Let's keep it going here. I want to figure this out. Why don't you just hold your laptop up to them and show them? 
There we go. Here it comes. All right. It's going to be worth the wait. Jerry Bruckheimer, eat shit. He might be here. Oh! Totally worth the wait. <laughs> totally worth I would have waited five, ten more minutes for that. Wait, stop, wait. That was all just so that the word recap could have been on the screen? What, yeah. No new information, just... It is like a Jerry Bruckheimer production. <laughs> I didn't realize that that's what that was for. Okay. <laughs> it's just becoming more and more of a hassle. Uh, well, here's the recap. Any first-timers here tonight? Oh, oh. Any, oh, nice. Any soon-to-be last-timers? <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. find out. <laughs> There's one. One. Get out! Yeah. Buy a t-shirt and get out. <laughs> well, uh, man, this adventure is getting pretty wild. We started our, our whole story right here in L.A. back in 2018 at the now uh, <laughs> defunct bootleg theater. Rest in peace. Um, We started our adventure there in a shared nightmare where our heroes just found themselves in this strange alien city being pursued and eventually killed by a creature in the dreamlands known as the Tatterman. Upon dying, they awoke in an asylum with no memory of how they got there or even who they were. Eventually, they find out that a man named Count Hazerton Lowell's the fourth a man they used to work for, put them there, and is somehow responsible for their fugue state. So, they make it out of the asylum, they head to town to hunt Lyles down, but he's gone. They infiltrate his estate, kill a bunch of cultists and eldritch anomalies, and finally find out where he went. Come to find out the Count, instead of doing his job of presiding over the county, wants to be a respected author and scholar, but he's a hack. So he decided to try some new methods of research in an attempt to raise his stature among his peers. He began experimenting with projecting his consciousness into the fucking dreamlands to try and find the location of a hidden city, a hidden city that perhaps holds the key to great knowledge that is as yet undiscovered in our world. While in the dimension of dreams, Lyles met a man named the Mad Poet. He then went through a long process of trying to gain an audience with this figure, a process which included the sacrifice of our heroes' minds. Laos meets the Mad Poet. The Mad Poet reveals to him the location of this hitting city can be found in a book called the Necronomicon, but that book is far away to the south, locked in a museum. So our heroes have now boarded a boat to follow Laos. But this journey is long. Luckily, they all have all of his books and notes and handouts and research to keep them company. They start looking through these, and as they do, they find the dream ritual that Lyles used to enter the dreamlands. They then enact that ritual and find themselves in this desert outside of what looks like a long-abandoned way station, a caravanserai. I know what I said. (laughs) They go inside. Seems like it's empty. They meet this 
friendly shopkeep. He turns out to be an animate dream that attacks them. They're attacked by this terrifying haunt, and a formless spawn rises up out of a bathtub and almost TPKs them. Halster, Price, uses three actions to wake himself up out of the dream, and he awakens on the boat somewhere. Meanwhile, Sir Julie, Atticus, and Aldo are still in the dreamlands. Halster, you have awakened, and you find yourself back on the boat. You look around and you see your companions lying there asleep, their minds elsewhere in this Inception-like state. I bet Inception was huge when they wrote this particular story. (laughs) (laughs) You look down to your right and you see a black Sharpie lying on the floor next to you. And you can only assume from the warm feeling across your cheeks and foreheads that one of the crew members drew several penises on your face (laughs) while you were asleep. But at least you're alive. Alive with a face covered in dicks. (laughs) Dinky, you bastard. What have you done? What have you done to my... Oh, it actually is an improvement. (laughs) Maybe I'll do this more often. You look around, you see all your friends lying there, and we black out. And we come back up at the end of this battle with Atticus Aldo and Sir Julie just licking their wounds after this formless spawn, a, a, a very famous Cthulian monster, attacked you and almost wiped you out. The encounters have been incredibly difficult, but you know that if you die in the dreamlands, you don't actually die. You just wake up with a permanent madness. Perhaps a fate worse than death. What do you do? Sir Julie. (laughs) Where's she gone? (laughs) She's not responding at all. I didn't really think about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes Yes I'm I'm hurt I'm very very injured Could you perhaps Get me back up to Full strength I uh, No I cannot <laughs> Sir Julie Have mercy I'm injured as well For you I shall provide aid What Oh thank you I don't know what... Aid. Thank you. No, Atticus, I'm sorry. You get some, too. I just... Not in my right mind. I have proved useless in this... In this caravanserai. Perhaps I should just wake myself up. Goodbye. No! No! Wait! And she disappears. I was hoping to see more of that character... Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe she'll come back. She's she's just joking. She's like, ah, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm right here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all I'm having a I'm having a madness. I don't feel right I'm in the head. Having a madness. Yes, that's what we called it. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> back at the asylum. 
That's what we called it back at the asylum. You shouldn't oh, make fun. Oh yes. oh, yes, I remember. Having a yes, the asylum is sort of like a frat. For us. It's like our college days. <laughs> I remember back in the asylum, we'd have a madness. Right? <laughs> Before exams, you know, he's like, sorry, professor, that. I've got a madness. <laughs> I'm not in my right mind. Please, role play with each other. <laughs> Anything for you, Sir Julie. Atticus will move into the room. Try to investigate further, looking deep into the toilet. <laughs> Doing back there, Grant. Gee, all of a sudden you're proficient with that computer. All right, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the toilet. Uh, Well, he's examining the the toilet. See what this thing came out of. And see if there's any knowledge. Toilet. Lord, toilet. You study it and find nothing. Uh, Really get in there, though. Really get in there with your hands. You never know what you'll find. He balances himself on the edge. (laughs) Hands go up. And then down and then up. And then he jumps and dives into the toilet. <laughs> it's a beautiful dive and you split your head open because it's... <laughs> the ceramic bottom, six inches below the, <laughs> yeah, the surface six of the water. Deep. No, it looks like the, uh, this might have been a place where uh, people would have come when they were relaxing here uh, to clean themselves off after a long desert travel. But it, uh, uh, you can see from the, the stains on the tub, it's been unused for a long time. And now that the spawn... Uh, has died. Uh, it's just a, a dirty old tub. Everything here looks like it used to be used for something, but now it's abandoned. Aldo, let's move forward. Hauser has already woken. We don't have much time. And he'll start pushing forward to the east. Okay. And Sir Julie's like, all right, I'll come too, but I don't want to talk. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So, Julie, why don't you lead the way and choose the doors to open? (laughs) Choose the best order that you feel fits. So, Julie takes the vanguard. (laughs) No, wait. Too fast. Check for trap. Julie, wait! (laughs) You hear click, click. Oh, God! It burns! You look down the hallway, you see a single door leading to a room to the south, and then to the north, the hallway opens up. It seems to be the same width of the hallway that you walk down to the... Uh, west. west. All right, he will move. He will prod Sir Julie to move to the east. Let me roll a perception check. Oh, dear. Uh, Thirty. Ooh, if they're cheering for perception checks, this is going to be a good night. Oh, yeah. All right, um, all right so that's great. You uh, start moving behind uh, Sir Julie the Silent, and... <laughs> Long have tales been told of Sir Julie the Silent. Yes. <laughs> the Silent Knight. Um. <laughs> oh, it's early. Chris, a little Chris, warm-up. Christmas uh, in June starts in Hallmark next week. Uh, um... You hear snoring coming from the hallway to the north. You look around the corner and you see those fountains in a row like you saw when you were walking down the west hallway. Uh, the fountains that are decorated with just like 
sleepwalkers. You hear wait, snoring. Wait, wait, up there. Let me take a peek. He looks to see if he can see farther up uh, toward the sound of this snoring. You sure can. You look up and you see two things of interest. You see that the hallway to the north eventually ends in like a collapsed wall and part of the uh, ceiling and the rooms above, maybe there used to be a second floor, have collapsed as well. Um, But there is a ledge overhanging, which makes you think there might be still a second level um, that's still intact. Um, But the other thing that catches your eye is a sleeping dwarf. Oh. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> now, Lou, if we could take him by surprise and kill him in an instant. <laughs> Hurry! Kill him while he sleeps! Sir Julie. Now's our chance! Sir Julie nods. Yes. Holding her great You sword. know that shopkeep, he seemed so polite, but he was really a denizen of this plane. Perhaps this dwarf is the same. We approach with caution. I. Huh. Yes, approach with caution. Okay. Did he say something? I don't want to get on the bottom. I shall run him through. <laughs> wait, wait, Sir Julie. A moment. Sorry, it's the madness speaking. He has such a baby face. He does. <laughs> nah, dude, this character's tough as hell, dude. <laughs> This character does not have a baby face. I know we're supposed to yes and, but no, but he doesn't. <laughs> what does this dwarf, lo- in fact, look like? Well, um, he's very hairy and uh, has lot just a giant beard and also hair on his chest and arms. And he's, and he's really just all muscle and he's carrying, an anno- he's carrying a giant club. It's as big as your character. And, uh, and, and, he's, and he's wearing a loincloth and he's covered in really cool tattoos. <laughs> like, sh- like tribal tattoos where like he would be like the coolest guy. And, and you remember Zion in the Matrix? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he would kick ass at that party at Zion. <laughs> it's like, drop that beep. Yeah. Oh. And, he, and by it, this is a desert, right? Yeah. He's yeah. really just wet with perspiration. It's like Burning Man. He's so, like, a, yeah. like a Burning Man. So every single pectoral stands out in stark, wet contrast. <laughs> stark, wet contrast. Yeah. If we named these episodes, we'd have a title. That would be... <laughs> stark, wet contrast. Sir Julie looks to Aldo and Atticus what to do, greatsword raised above her head. Well, he is unarmored. He looks rather horrifying. Um, I'm going to take a step back, and why don't you prod him and see if he awakes? Wait, I'll handle this. And Aldo pulls Werner Hedgehog out of the goiter on his neck. Uh, I forgot about that. Dripping with red gore. (laughs) And lowers him slowly towards his face, towards the dwarf's face. 
And Werner kisses the dwarf gently on his forehead. Um, the dwarf's eyes go wide open suddenly, and he leaps into a, a ready position to attack or fight or bite something, and immediately starts uh, kind of like doing like a uh, like a ape like dance of uh, readiness and combat. <laughs> ape like dance of readiness. What is that? <laughs> you got two palms yeah. on the ground. He's like a like a. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I took some time and had Dolly generate some images based off of your description. Thank you for getting it. That's ex- that is the character right there. <laughs> These are kind of nightmare oh, fuel. God. Oh, no. So uh, I like that one. That's yeah, kind of that's a, pretty good. That's uh, it, all of these are correct. <laughs> They're all correct at once. But uh, he he postures like a like a alpha gorilla. Uh, at your hedgehog uh, and, and makes gorilla noises. <laughs> Don't hesitate. Take him out! <laughs> um, yeah, what do you do? Sir Julie, uh, herself having a madness, sees madness in this poor, wet, tattooed dwarf and takes pity on him and she says, no, no, there's something wrong with him. I know madness. You just had one. Yes, I, I'm still suffering from it. And we'll go back to being mute in a moment. But to avoid PvP, I want to step in. At all costs. What is your name, Wolf? You speak language of waking world, yes? Y- yes. Yes. We speak waking. You have come. You have come. You have found me after so long. And he begins sobbing. <laughs> so long. You finally found me. Is my mother alive? <laughs> oh my. It is madness. After. Atticus steps back up. How long? How long have you been here? Decades. Maybe centuries. Time strange here. I can use the word centuries, but I don't... I can't... I have problems with, like, definite articles and prepositions. Yes. It's the dialect. It's the dream dialect. Yes. Since... Since I was child... I, since I was child, trapped here in the dream. And he gestures very theatrically. At the-, <laughs> the camera pans out to a wide shot. Yeah. <laughs> You've grown in the dreamland. I was raised by Zoogs. Who what is Zoogs? What is a Zoog? Despicable creatures. They taught me how to live off the land here. They're like... They're like squirrels, but with octopus faces. No! But larger and meaner. No! Careful, they're friends of mine. (laughs) You know, as he says that, you remember that you faced a Zoog in the asylum. 
there was a creature uh, in the asylum that came out that had like tentacles coming out of its mouth. It was like a little squirrely oh, type right. creature. Okay. So imagine he was raised by Zooks. You were raised by Zooks. Yes, I am Xantar of the Zooks. Xantar <laughs> of the Zooks. Yes. <laughs> Matthew's out. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back with you. Take me back to Waking World. I must find my family. The Zoogs or... No, the Zoogs are more of an adoptive family. Oh, you're searching for your birth parents. Well, I would like to... I would... This... Have you been around this place? It's terrifying. It's terrible. It's awful. I wish to return from whence I came to learn of my heritage. Fair enough. But, Xantar of the Zoogs, if that is your real name. It, well, it is. How can we know we can trust you? <laughs> <laughs> He's got you, buddy. Ah, ah, ah. You challenge me for leadership of this group. Ha, ah, ha. Ah, ah. Show me. Show me your dance of dominance. <laughs> Grant just keeps putting up horrifying Dorkin pictures. This is Dolly is the worst thing that's Whoa, ever been invented. No. Oh yeah. Alright, I'm done. I'm sorry. He says, show me your dance of dominance, Aldo. Ah ha ha. Right, I trust him. <laughs> yes, you win. You've proven yourself, Santa. Well, you know this place. Yes, you know it well. I have traveled over much of dreamlands. I explore the far corners looking for a way out. Well, we may have that way. But first we must discover the secrets that lie in this place. Join us briefly. I will join you. <laughs> roughly three hours. I will, yes. <laughs> roughly three hours. Yes. Join us. <laughs> and then we will totally help you out. <laughs> totally. I trust this one. And I didn't have to dance. <laughs> ah, ah, so I am now leader. Ah, and I bang my club against the fountain and probably it cracks because of my strength. It does. It's, yes. It splinters stone goes everywhere and it lands at Sir Julie's feet and she says... Killing her. Killing her instantly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she says, all right, Xantar of the Zooks, you may lead us. And she gives a side eye to Aldo and Atticus as if to say, he is not going to lead us. <laughs> You say way out of dreamlands is in this place, yes? We believe so. We must open every door, search every room for the answer, and you should be the one to go first. <laughs> As, you are, after all, the leader. our leader. <laughs> yes. You are the leader. To yes. the south, with all haste. This go. is wisdom. As leader, I go first. Ah. Boom, 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 boom. All right. To the south. To the south. <laughs> How do I make it touch him? Now you can. <laughs> you should be able to move him. There you go. I got it. There you go. 
Man, that was such a creepy way to say it. <laughs> How do I make it touch him? How do I make the computer caress my character? <laughs> that door to the south, the door. Open the door. Yeah, where are you coming? Ah. Zentar! He's running away. Zentar, come back! Zentar! Coward! <laughs> this oh. Uh, no wonder I got lost in here. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed this door here. Um, what a uh, fool I feel. With very little caution or uh, hesitancy, Xantar kicks the door in. Kicks yep. the door in. Xantar knows how to do a, an RPG show. And as he kicks the door in, camera zooms into that room, into darkness, and we find ourselves back on the Selen Starling. We see Halster staring in a, a darkly lit bathroom mirror. Scrubbing. There's a bathroom on this boat? Yes, scrubbing. With a mirror in it? a bathroom with a mirror? Shut up. Let's go with this. Try to involve Grant. Just scrubbing Sharpie dicks off his face. Try as he might. He's only making it worse. What are you doing there, man? After he cleans all 20 dicks off of his face. <laughs> I want to know who was behind this. <laughs> we have another mystery to solve. No one said there were 20. You're adding dicks. <laughs> He's just yes-ending I'm, the dicks. I'm living in my own dreamlands, Jared. Yeah. He's yes-adding. yes, He's yes adding. <laughs> I take my Boom. pants off and I sit down on the toilet and I clean myself with the bidet that's also on this ship. <laughs> it's a luxury bathroom with a waterfall shower. <laughs> this is nice. I'm glad. <laughs> I regret kicking it to you. I step in and use the Pert Plus on the... No, and then I... after all that, what do you do? I walk back into the room where everyone else is asleep. Yep. Wearing a towel. Wearing only a towel. Wearing only a towel. That is very, very loosely tucked together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the slightest gust of wind would just... <laughs> <laughs> It's just a face cloth tied around. (laughs) It's all I could find. Meanwhile, you see a bunch of beach towels. (laughs) Where are the towels? Oh, there are towels? Well, it's too late now. The camera pans up from Halster's wet, dripping feet, past his calves, past his buttock, up his lower back, and zooms in on his neck, Mm. the base of his skull, where the spiral... Phrasma's carved deep into his skin and it glows briefly. He looks at Julie sleeping. He looks at Aldo sleeping. And then he looks at Atticus sleeping. Let's cut to the other scene. Cut to the other scene. (laughs) The towel falls. No! And he walks over to Atticus and pulls a dagger from his belt. What? And he rubs it up and down his clawed foot and starts humming. This is 
fucked up. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, I've long waited for a moment like this. And it fades to black. Fades to black. Maybe as we come back here and we see Xantar of the Zoogs kick the door open, we see Atticus just kind of look down at his foot like he felt a phantom wind brush against his fur. Shakes it off. And we look into the room. Oh, what a room this is. You see tables and stairs. In fact, as you kick it in, you realize that it was not only unlocked, but ajar. There was a little... (laughs) (laughs) There was a little ledger, like, that must have tumbled to the ground, holding the door open. Staircase on the southern wall leading up. It looks like it used to be an office, perhaps. There's a low table with uh, several of these ledgers spread out on it, and they look very old and fragile to the touch. What do you do? Atticus goes in and opens up the first ledger he can find. <sighs> Blows you, the sand out. You go to pick it up and it crumbles in your hands because <sighs> you were too rough with it. <laughs> he goes, can I very daintily pick up a jur- uh, ledger? <laughs> Oh, really? Xantar of the Dukes? <laughs> Mr. Pants of Dominance? You're going to... <laughs> Xantar gingerly picks up a ledger. Get out of here! And it stays intact. Uh, um, I, I sniff it and try to lick it. it. It starts to fall apart as your tongue hits the pages. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like disintegrates. <laughs> There is no food here. This room is useless. <laughs> Drops the ledger, it crumbles. There are still several others. Atticus will attempt to open another one. Very gently this time. With your stupid rat hands. <laughs> you pick up the ledger. Just don't laugh at that. Very gently. And um, you look at it and... It's very, very strange. You can't make heads or tails of the writing. Give me a society check. Society. Ooh. Hey, hey fella. 28. <laughs> Critical success. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Josh, you're the best. Josh. Telegram. Telegram. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical. <laughs> critical. Critical threat. We need some new two E drops. We do uh, now. Come on, Nick. Come on, Come on Nick. Nick. Too busy. What yeah. do you do with your days? They're so important. Spider Man. Start making us more songs for free. <laughs> <laughs> you look at this, and at first you think that whoever wrote these um, must have been illiterate because it looks like it only mimics written text. But with a critical success, you realize the truth. It seems like whoever the bookkeeper was, something happened to uh, them where 
as they were writing, the letters and numbers that they would record would twist ineligibly as they were penned. Ineligibly? Illegibly. Shut up. <laughs> I just want to clarify for... Is ineligibly a word, though? Yeah, well... well ineligible. Illegibly. Um, uh, Zantar looks at them and says, these are uneligible. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I understand. They would twist into unreadable words <laughs> as they were penned, like perhaps that uh, they were under some spell or curse that would do this to them. Oh. Like aphasia. The, the writer was under a curse or the, like, le- the ledgers themselves? The writer. The writer was under a curse. The writer. Um, yeah, you, if you try to cast comprehend languages, still completely indecipherable. Huh. Fascinating. And are all the ledgers like this? Yeah. They look dutifully maintained, but completely unreadable. It's all very strange. Perhaps if we could take on this curse ourselves, we could learn from this. I'd be willing to do it. What about you, Aldo? Would yeah, I'm going. Sure. Understanding what's happening here is more important than the sanctity of our minds, no? He's getting obsessed with learning what Lao's learned. Yeah. And everything we find is a dead end. And so he's just really willing to go the extra mile to, like, risk his own sanity to well, I get think answers. Aldo, like, he does have comprehend languages available to him. So let's say that he does, like, use it. If he does do that, he would say, like, well, this is probably, this is the extent to which like, any of our arts could be able to decipher whatever this is. If my magics, if my extracts are not sufficient to figure out what's going on here, I don't think that our brains, even my incredibly powerful brain, would be able to figure out what this is. All right. I'll believe you for now. Where do the stairs go? Up? Up or down? Up. Up. Santa. Ah. Ah. Go up the stairs. Check it out. Yes. As king and leader. <laughs> king Lao. King Xantar of the Zooks. <laughs> I didn't Why do you laugh? I don't know you I don't know you're king also. I am you really buried the lead there. Yeah, I'm king of the Zooks. King of the Zooks. So then they raised you and then they coronated you as their king. That an, is yes. That I is see. that is yes. That is yes. Okay. That, is, that yes. is yes. We all say it in unison okay. and not. That right. is yes. Okay. Uh, I'm catching uh, on to this dream dialect, by the way. I think we'll be able to communicate soon. Uh, 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 and I'm going to leap uh, onto the stairs in the most uh, in- inefficient but acrobatic way. <laughs> like climb up the side of them and then flip over onto the top. All right, so King Xantar... This is the strangest the dream I've ever had! King Xantar of the Zooks clumsily vaults over the railing onto the staircase, and the four of you go upstairs. You start climbing the stairs, and you see they lead to a small room that is identical in size to this bookkeeper's office. It is sparsely, but tastefully decorated as you're going up the stairs you see framed paintings of landscapes on the walls and in fact 
They're on the walls of this room as well. You see one that includes a many-spired city with marble walls and brass gates. Another one uh, has a windswept wasteland beneath a distant, ominous mountain. And yet another, a gloomy port city constructed primarily of basalt. There is a door leading out to the north, but there is also a person in this room. Oh, okay. Because standing behind the desk in this room is a man with a long white beard. (gasps) A long white beard and circular shape, Windsor glasses. And this man is dressed in tattered yellow robes that look to be crafted of the material of those thick, heavy curtains that were hanging below. He's sitting behind a desk, uh, reading a ledger, similar to the ledgers you saw downstairs. And both Atticus and Aldo are just struck with this thought that this is Count Hazerton Lyles IV. What? And he looks up at you as you enter with an expression of surprise that quickly turns to delight. And he says, well, hello there. What a pleasant surprise. And then we cut back to Halster. Halster, what have you been doing with this teasing dagger? We must prepare the host. We must have it ready for our Lord's bidding. We must. And you just see Halster one by one delicately manicuring Atticus's claws. <laughs> taking whatever sharp points they are to slim ones. And then he pulls out a razor. <laughs> you turning this into content? <laughs> Trying out a genuine moment. Can't help it. If the host is to be ready, the flesh must be accessible. It must come to the surface. And you just hear... Squeak! 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 As he takes a straight razor and bangs it on the side of a sudsy bucket and begins shaving your leg up to your waist... to black I'm genuinely starting to worry about you Grant I know know. he's gone rogue I have put you on the map with this character let me blow him up for you this is what he looks oh, like. Oh, look at that. Oh, that handsome son of a bitch. Wow. You walk in. He says, well, hello. What a pleasant surprise. And then he continues. He says, I, I do apologize as I am certain I have met some of you before, but your names are escaping me. Atticus. Atticus. Grim. And 
Aldo Casimir. You wanker. And you've got a lot of explaining to do. Yes, I, I imagine this is a lot for you. Uh, and, and what is your name? So, Sir Julie. <laughs> Sir Julie, the, the stupid. <laughs> and, and you, I don't believe we've met. I am Xantar of the Zooks. You guard the passage to the waking world? Let me through! No, I, I, I wouldn't say I guard it, although I am... Uh, well, I'm probably in a very similar state to most of you. I imagine you have a lot of questions. Uh, may I ask you where you are coming from and how you ended up here? We'll ask the questions. That is more than uh, fair, more than adequate. Uh, all right, I asked you a uh, question. What would you like to ask of me? Where, where are you? And how did you come here? <laughs> bottle cap. Yeah, bottle cap. Which is bottle cap! <laughs> I asked you second. Where am I? And how did I come here? Have you made it? I don't understand the question, but I'm, I'm here. Where is your body? My body is here as well. Who do you think I am? Count Laos. No, I can see why you would think that, but I am not uh, this, this Count Laos. My name is the Yellow King. Oh. No. <laughs> what? Ah, a king like me. <laughs> Bottle cap. Yeah. <laughs> Are you royalty as well, filthy dwarf? Ah, I am a king of the creatures known as the Zooks. They declared me their leader after I bit off the head of their former monarch. Well, that is one way to gain leadership that is how they do it in America <laughs> yeah the last six years or so yeah <laughs> but no no I, I am I am not Laos I, I could see how you think that I, I am the, the yellow king uh, the dreamlands are my home I imagine just from the look on your faces that this may be difficult for you to fathom but you see, while I consider myself a, a fully intact entity, in many ways I am but a piece of the whole that calls himself Laos. Uh, the way most of you, as fully formed entities, would only be considered single pieces of the whole of humanity. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> I am no human. Right. You are a, a rat folk. Very well done. How did you get to this intellectual level, Yellow King? I, I apologize if I'm not... Uh, I don't want to speak in words that are uh, perhaps too large for some of your intellects, so I'm trying to dumb things down. But wait. You yes. make this your home, you say? Yes. How, how do I go into this... All right. Let me know if you don't follow. But I, the Yellow King, was deconstructed from a greater whole. 
but uh, seeing as you are perhaps against your will here or want something, it is my belief that the process can be reversed with you because you are already deconstructed, I posit. And he's like reading and thinking and, 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 and perhaps seek to be reconstructed in the inverse of my experience. He's talking like Willy Wonka talk to you right now. <laughs> In short, if, if it is this uh, Laos that you are after, that you seek, you can retrace his steps to uh, regain your memories and your whole selves. Yes, yes, you are the ones that don't have your memories anymore. Yes? Yes. And yet you remember our names. I do, I do. I, I, the thing is, at the end of the day, I have very little interest, no knowledge of what Laos is doing, uh, only what he did. Uh, so if he has done anything untoward toward you that has miffed you in any way, I hold myself completely innocent. I, I, that has nothing to do with me. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but uh, I, I, I know what he did to get you here. So, so what is it that you are interested in? Where he is? Be a nice start. Well, sadly, I can't recall where he is. How convenient. Yes, but I, I believe I can help. See, most of what happened was after my time, so to speak. But I do know the outcome. Lal spoke with a uh, ominous yet persipacious prophet known as the... Mad poet. mad poet. Have you heard of this figure? We this have. is a person of which we have heard. Yes, an apt appellation, I assure you. He has unimaginable power here in the dreamlands, but he is most fickle. Uh, approaching uh, this mad poet without the proper collection of gifts provokes his ire. He might have nothing to do with you, or worse, eliminate you on the spot. So if you seek to walk in Lao's footsteps, you must first approach the mad poet. But doing so requires tests. Can you direct us in these tests, Hester? Yes. Do you have any of Lao's books, research, journals? Yeah. You Some. Do. Some. Okay, good. Well, Laos learned many great truths from this mad poet. Some truths so mind-shattering, in fact, that that is how I came to be here. Uh, um, what people would call an accident. But I don't consider myself an accident. I consider my life to be special. I'm sure you do. In order to approach this mad poet, you need to bring him certain gifts. And Lowell's spent a lot of time researching what these gifts are. And these gifts to the mad poet are scattered throughout the dreamlands. So if you wish to walk in Lowell's footsteps, you must find these gifts before approaching the mad poet. And then the mad poet will give you the knowledge that you seek. How can we succeed where Lowell's failed? Lowell's did not fail. He found the gifts. Six or maybe seven gifts. He went and traveled all over the dreamlands using his dream ritual, found these gifts, and then when the time was right, he approached the mad poet, supplicated himself, gave him the gifts, and the mad poet granted him the knowledge that he sought. Why would he help us if we give him six gifts of which he's already been granted? 
He's Won't he just return them for store credit or perhaps cash? Right. If they have a more generous returns policy. Is he known to be polite, receive them gratefully, saying he doesn't already have one? He is an enigmatic figure. <laughs> you will perhaps never know what he does with these gifts, but that is not your concern. Your concern is gaining an audience with the mad poet. Enough talk. Let us fight. <laughs> I, 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 don't wish, I don't wish to come to fisticuffs with you, King, or any of your friends, any of your court. Um, you I, are a weakling. Well, uh, my, my strength lies in my, in my mind, in my intelligence, and not in Many words. brute strength. <laughs> Why don't I just give you the information you need, and then you can that get the fuck wonderful. out of here. But what? Let me ask you. Yes, rat. When we saw you, we were we were struck, feeling that if, if we knew you as the count, this is because you have taken on his visage, even though you are only a fractal of his mind. Yes. You look exactly like him. Yes, because when the mad poet gave Laos this knowledge something happened that perhaps split a piece of Laos off and I am that piece these truths that Laos learned in a way created me I deem it serendipitous that I do not know what these truths are for what would such knowledge do to my mind were those truths unearthed so should you approach the mad poet with these gifts seeking knowledge you too should be careful with what you find should pieces of you end up here as well why help us? Why not? I have no quarrel with you. You seem like good people. And everything I remember of Lowell's seems like he wasn't such a good person. There we have a cold. So, I'm happy to help. In fact, I remember writing these things down, although I wasn't the one writing. My consciousness is tied up with Lao's. But there was a book, a book called The Dichotomous Translations of Aclo-Syntax. We wrote the gifts down in the flyleaf of that book. Lao's then painstakingly scoured his tomes to research each gift one by one, learning where to find it in the dreamlands and then dreaming of that location. I recommend you do likewise, if it is the mad poet you seek. Some of the gifts required trickery or guile to obtain, others delicate negotiation and still others, king, perhaps where you could help, brute force. Can this poet send me back to the waking world? That's an excellent question. I imagine if you were to appease this figure, he would be able to grant you whatever you wish. Then let us find him and bring him his gifts. Now, I don't remember the minimum number of gifts. Again, might have been six, might have been seven, but I do think Lal's got all of the gifts on his list. So if you find these notes in that book... You should get all of the gifts. You where, want... where is the book? Where did you last see it? I don't know. I can 
tell your lie. Wait, I remember a chest in a room of an estate on a hill. There are other books there as well. You no doubt have those books in your character sheet. <laughs> in fact, you, Joe, read off the title. The dichotomous translations. So I see it right here. And uh, you said it too fast. So I wrote down uh, this time. So I wrote down in my notes the dichotomous syntax of John translation. Because <laughs> I forgot one word. I say that's, Troy, that's on you. You really should have anticipated that. And, and now I scroll up in my notes, and there she is the dichotomous translations of Aklo syntax. Yeah, you read that in Columbus or. Uh, DC. This is what we do in the hotel room. <laughs> I read my notes back to him from the, the previous <laughs> sessions. Perhaps you could make do with fewer gifts, and the mad poet may can condescend to converse with you anyway. That's up to you. He is not I a man know. to be trifled with or toyed with, I assure you. I know this book, Aldo. We yes. have it. We have seen it. Yes. We have it in opposition. Yes. Well, all we need to do is return to the waking world and we can, we can look. We simply need to wake. Yes. I'm sorry, Zantar. We what? Best well, of luck. Best of luck. What do you mean? No, take me with you. No, I'm... thank no. you for your service, My Your family. Majesty. <laughs> you have done so much. We cannot ask more. How do you wake up? Tell You're... me how to wake up. Well, it's complicated, but goodbye. No. And I wake up. <laughs> Aldo spends three actions to roll the will save to wake up, and he disappears. And Atticus is left there with Sir Julie and King Xantar of the Zoogs. And uh, the Yellow King looks to you, Atticus. It's like, my, how interesting. I should tell you, I know the way to the Mad Poet, and I can escort you there. In fact, I'm probably the only one that can escort you there. But you should get the gifts first, and then come back to me, and I will take you to his oasis. It's the plot of Dragon Ball Z. Just <laughs> seven gifts to get a wish from a weird... Yeah. I will take you to the Mad Poet's oasis, and you can petition him for the answers you seek. Dragon Ball Z must have been huge when this book was written. <laughs> Inception 1, Dragon Ball Z 2. Is there anything else? And you shall remain here. Yes, this is my home after all. This caravanserai is quite nice with no people in it. Well then we shall return. Quickly. Uh, your Majesty. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Fear not. We will not be gone long. The information we seek is going to... We need to learn it from the waking world in order to bring you back. Stay here. Stay close. But we shall return. Your mother is alive. Your <laughs> mother is alive. <laughs> Sir Julie... It feels like getting gifts take long time. <laughs> Sir Julie says, Dummy... Let him come. <laughs> yeah. oh, right. How do you wake up? <laughs> oh, it is quite simple. Perhaps the Zoogs would not allow you to do it. I, 
I sleep here, but I never wake up. You just need to fall. Let me hold on to you as you wake. Give me your hand, small zook-like rat thing. (laughs) And he says, watch, I'll show you. And he doesn't know another way to do it. And he, because it's hard to describe, right, how to wake up. It's a very uh, nebulous sort of thing. And so he says, turns to uh, Xantar and says, do not be alarmed. It is only a lesson. And he creates an exact replica of Xantar in the room next to him. An illusion. A copy of yourself. Ah. Stay calm. Stay calm. And he's holding ah, the ah, illusion. Magic. Yeah. And I think of it like a dream, right? Like you're seeing yourself in the dream and it sort of makes sense but doesn't. And then he begins to have the illusion perform these acts that would allow him to wake up. Uh, the where you will wake, I do not know. But you have been most helpful. Perhaps we will meet again in the waking world. I will follow you there, rat creature. Do this. And he does Small the Small one. Tiny one. <laughs> My little pet. <laughs> <sighs> I also don't want to fucking wake up because I know what's happening in my body right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to role play this. No, you don't. <laughs> so you wake up. Sir Julie wakes up and you teach Xantar of the Zoogs to wake up. Well, wait, I because I wake up before them. You wake up before them. So I, I wake up and he's immediately like he wants to go like he's like, huh, like his, his intention was like go right for this book. And start tearing into it to, to, to find this stuff. But, like, as soon as he, like, opens his eyes, a slit, he sees what Halster is doing to Atticus's body. And so he's just like, uh, and he just, he pretends to, like, be, that he's, that he's still asleep. And he's just watching, and he's just like, what the fuck is he doing? Atticus. Why is he shaving his lower leg? And he's just like, just w- w- waiting to see what he does next. Oh, come on. I don't want to interrupt. I mean, it could, he could be sleepwalking, in which case it would be dangerous to wake him. Yeah, you don't want to wake a sleepwalker. So he's going to wait and see. It's very Los dangerous. Angeles, do you want to see what happens next? I'll be back. Atticus is turned face down on the bed, and you see that the entirety of the rear of his body is shaved. Jesus, what are you doing? And you see Halster pull out a needle like this. Jesus! We're going to need three 20-ounce Bud Lights to deal with this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're 25-ounce Bud Lights. So that, that makes sense. You just undercut this reveal that Grant did with this syringe that he oh, showed shit. us. Sorry, sorry. In eight points around your body, 
Halster begins pulling fluids out of you and injecting a black, inky, umbrous fluid back in. What are you doing? What the fuck is going on? And if you were to take, I don't know, a Sharpie that once drew dicks and to connect these dots together, it would form a perfect spiral. And as soon as he puts those away, Halster looks to the right and sees a slit of Aldo's eyes open, and he collapses asleep. And then you wake up. (laughs) And it's really cold. Yeah. (laughs) It's really breezy down there. Atticus wakes up. (sighs) Looks around. Everyone else sees that everyone seems to be okay. And looks down at his leg. What? (laughs) What happened to my leg? And Aldo pops up. He's just like... I just saw the last few seconds of that. Because I'm, I, I'm as upset as you are, honestly. I don't know why, why he did that. Why who did what? Halser, my best friend, he was, you were shaved. You're still shaved. And he started injecting you in like this spiral pattern with this, he was pulling stuff out of you and shoving stuff of the stuff back in. What? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what's happening. And you hear Man overboard! Man oh. overboard! Oh. Upstairs on the boat. Oh, let's go investigate this. What? Fuck that! No! No, wait! All Wind hands on up. deck! No. All hands on deck! Let's, get, let's talk about this on the way up to the upper deck. Injecting me with fuck with what? Maybe the cool river air will give us some insight. I don't know. I'm very confused and upset. You're upset as well. I can see it. Does he feel like any... Does he feel sick? Does he feel like any odd... You would feel like light bruising around the injection points. And you can feel like... Jesus (laughs) Christ. You can feel a bit of a protrusion in your skin where each one happens. Oh, no. It's like an allergy test. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Bottle cap. Bottle Thank you. <laughs> nice, kid. Nice work. Yeah. Nice work. It's a good grant, good right. grant cap. That's right. You can use good, that in good. his Reign of Winter campaign. Grant cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for that Reign of Winter. Um, man overboard, I'll have right, some go. dick. I, can, I check Halster. Is he, like, just completely passed? Knocked I try to out. wake him up. My, my, my right. new plan is to be asleep whenever you're awake and awake whenever you're asleep. <laughs> For the rest of the tour. Yeah. So Alizé looks up and he's just like, he's so confused and uh, betrayed by like what he sees Halster, what he, what he did. And he's just like, okay, just come on, come on. And he starts like hustling up to the upper deck. Yeah, Atticus will go and he's just sort of trying to look at it in the best light. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps he meant well. For the sake of the show, I yeah. guess. He's a real optimist. Yeah, he's going to be like, maybe Halston knew something. 
something to keep me in the dreamlands longer? I don't know. Fuck! Yeah, you can be just as mad as you should be, I think. Yeah, But exactly. someone is drowning, so let's go save yes, them. Yes, but I don't know any of them, and I don't give a shit. Well, we should, but we have to serve with them. We're riding on their boats. All right, they won't even be able to drive it. Go! Or we won't be able to drive it, so get we'll go the, up on deck. Get the fuck up here! Sis. What happened to the dwarf? Where is he? Where is our king? I showed him how to awake. He should wake somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know how it works. Xantar of the Zoogs is nowhere to be seen. Sir Julie wakes up and she's like, ah, fuck my back. I can't get up. All right, you stay there. Fuck. Rest. Rest for two hours. We'll be back. I'm going to need four hours, I think. Let's go. Oh, God, I might might not be able to get up to Indianapolis, she says. (laughs) And the rest of you uh, rush, we hustle upstairs. Hustle up uh, above deck, and you see uh, Fingers Old Tool, Fanny Creminger, uh, Dinky Fustumble, who drew the dicks <laughs> on your faces, uh, Spinny Pow, Pedro Alakabam, Porkchop McIntyre, all on deck, and they're pointing into the water. And Skywin Freeling is like, "There's a there's a dwarf in the water oh, there. Help! Your Majesty, can you swim? Uh, no. Right, let's save him. So strange. Uh, Help uh, me get a net over to him. We can't let a dwarf drown. A net? Atticus is going to dive off the boat. Atticus! No, you don't know this injection. Oh, he is our king! And you dives off the boat. And you find <laughs> you find that you're swimming better than you ever have because most of your body hair is gone. Uh, the way you glide through the water is just it's elegant. Is that Michael Phelps? God, the um, wind resistance alone is gone. He's going to dive into the water and cast, grab. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. And he's going to grab onto uh, King Xantos and cast fly. Xantar. Xantar. Xantos, what's that? Xantar of the Zooks, you're drowning, and this wet rat comes over to you and... uh, Smells great. (laughs) He casts fly on you, and you start lifting out of the water and and realize you can control yourself. Rat friend, I am awake! (laughs) I am awake! Yes, go to the boat. Go to the boat! And then he starts taking on water. <laughs> uh, and he sinks beneath the waves. Because I don't want to live another day after that shit that Halster did to me. <laughs> oh. It was worth it for you, Santa. Aldo takes a- an extract off of his bandolier and drinks it and casts a vestige of his one of the powers that he had before we switched to second edition. A, a, a spell, a, an extract that I never got to use, cast monkey fish on himself. Oh, oh the classic! Oh. Transforms into a strange amphibious creature and dives into the water after his friend. You dive in and you turn into a half fish, half monkey. And you slide oh. down and you grab his newly shorn right leg and you pull him up and over to the boat and Porkchop and Pedro reach down and help you bring this sopping wet rat onto the boat. And Skywin is like, what is going on here? Do, do you know this dwarf? Oh, we saw him in a dream. You saw him in a dream? Is that the ritual baloney you were doing downstairs? Yes, yes. And here he is manifesting our reality. This place 
It is familiar to me. <gasps> this is where my parents' ship crashed. This is where I slipped into the dreamlands. But so long ago. Yeah, I wish I knew about waking up. That would have... Because <laughs> <laughs> I was there a long time. The one thing you didn't try, waking yeah, up. I don't, no one told me. It was astoundingly lucky that you slept in a river all this time, <laughs> gently floating with the current. I believe my currents. body slipped into the dreamlands. Ah. I don't think I was sleeping under river. If we can. <laughs> so your parent ship crashed and you fell asleep. No, I think, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so boring, wake me. And I, I'm so bored, I'm going to... I think the ship somehow passed into the dreamlands and I with it, but waking up has brought me back. Yes. It's complicated. It yes. is logical is what it is. I've read of this before. Yes. Let's move on. In the book of... This is not Let's interrogation. The Let's book of... talk about it no more! No! What happened to your leg? I don't want to talk about that either. <laughs> I I don't want any funny business on my boat But if you're a friend of theirs You're a friend of mine I am a king The king of the zoogs Well I'm (laughs) the king of this boat And you're going to have to take orders from me If you want to sail on the Whatever the fuck this thing is called (laughs) The selling starling (laughs) Yeah You may be king of the zoogs But I'm the queen of the sea I will obey your laws, boat king. (laughs) But do not cross me. Also, it will be 75 silver pieces and you have to agree. You have to agree to defend the boat. Don't worry about it. Will this be sufficient? And he pulls a diamond out of his ass. Oh! I found it on one of my many adventures. It's not on my character sheet, but I figure we're improving. Yes. She says, Dinky, go grab that diamond. <laughs> and Dinky stumbles over and he grabs, grabs the this shit covered diamond. <laughs> no, Dinky, don't hand it to me. All right, King. You're welcome here. But like your friends, should we run into any trouble, I'll hope, be hoping you'll defend the boat. You can count on my club and on my instincts. Instincts. <laughs> How do you say that word? He's only, he's just learning our language, ah, the language yes. of the waking. He's he doesn't know how to speak waking yet. Me, me, am speak, dream speak, long time. Dream speak, long time. All right, it's getting late. You've been doing your weird rituals and your shaving and bringing dwarfs. <laughs> back from the dreamlands that don't speak our language. I'm going to bed. Dinky, clean off that diamond and bring it to me. <laughs> and she goes inside the, her cabin. And you see uh, Gossa and Rebin, the two uh, there's so many fucking people on this tiny boat. <laughs> I know. This boat has to be bigger than what's represented you know, here. There would a... be fucking dysentery. <laughs> Everybody would be killing each other. Yeah, you could fucking... not be on a boat this long with like a dozen people. These are the two teachers like leaving sabbatical to uh, go back home. Like, oh, right. Oh, what is going on out here? 
And he's like, oh, what is this? A filthy dwarf and a shaven rat? Come on, Revan, let's leave so we don't need to role play anymore. <laughs> and they go back into their cabin. <laughs> what do you want to do? It's late. Do you want to sleep it off? Uh, here's one thing you uh, discover. Upon waking, you're back to, mechanically, full hit points. You've used no spells. Oh, great. Nothing has... Uh, everything you've done in the Dreamlands hasn't affected your cell. So if you weren't fully healed up from uh, Sir Julie's battle medicine, you're back to full. All those spells you cast, um, with the exception of monkey fish and fly are back as well. Right. Do you want to sleep? Monkey fish is gone anyway because it's not a thing in second it's edition. It's a relic so it's of gone uh, forever. your old character sheet. Do you want to try and sleep it off and wake up early and start your studies? Do you want to go, at least go look at that book? I would love to, but first, my attention is drawn by the syringe which my best friend used on my other friend to do God knows what. So he's going to go down and like do an alchemical lore to see what the substance was that he saw being injected into Atticus. Okay. Unless you don't want to. No, no. I, okay. I want to see what the hell Grant's thinking here. Okay. So go ahead and give me an alchemical lore role. Alchemical lore. Uh, that is a 25. <sighs> What do you think, Grant? Is that good enough for you? What, what would be the lore that governed the creature that was last encountered, that was fought? Oh, the uh, the formless spawn? Yes. Um, it could be arcana. It could be... Occult. Occult. One of those roles would do. All right. Ooh. So learning what he did from that, he is going to dig deeper into his well of knowledge... Yeah, you look and you're like, this isn't an alchemical substance. This is like some sort of viscous ooze. Uh, 34 in Arcana. That's good. That's good. It's as if someone took a scoop of that monster and put it inside of a syringe. Why? Why? (sighs) Why did he do this? Did you do something to him when I wasn't around? I don't understand. What did he do to me? Like he was shooting stuff and sucking it out and shooting other stuff in. This stuff from the last monster. Did he seem to like it? I mean, you know, he kept doing it. I mean, I suppose he wasn't completely opposed to doing it because he kept doing it. Was he making those strange holster noises? Where he like, was like in some sort of a trance. Wake him up. Wake up, you stupid bastard! He starts kicking him in the side. Oh, oh no! No! Why? What did you do? What did you what? fucking do to what? our friend? What happened? Look, and he's shaking the syringe in what? front of his face. What is that? You were sticking this no, in his back. don't play dumb with me. What, what are you yelling at me for? Why do you have dicks all over your face, for one thing? <laughs> and second, what were you doing with this syringe? Oh, my back. Stop Quiet down, shut up, shut up, Julie. This is not weird. Shut up. Uh, my back hurts. It's finally a scene you're not a part you, of. Right. You maintain your vow of silence. You. What did you do with this syringe? Why do you have it? What were you doing to him? First off, first off, calm down. Secondly, what dicks are you talking about? You have dicks all over your face. They're literally all They're over sweet. your face. Please. Look here. And he starts like rubbing at them. It's like there's, there's one no less here. than 20 dicks. There's like, there's one I, sort I, of I, indistinct, but it's still I, the vague shape of a I, cock on your face. I have more questions about that, but 
What, well, it's what, not important. What is the, What are you talking about? The what syringe. What did you do with the syringe? And he throws the syringe what? at his feet. What? Are, killing him. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh shit! <laughs> A piece of physical comedy from Brad Berger <laughs> as the he flew off his chair. Of the glass cannon network. We get a little Rance. bit of everything here. He throws the syringe at your feet. Do you recognize this? And just like a, a shock across his face happens as he remembers something traumatic from his past, but it's it's as slippery as Atticus after he gets out of the water. It's difficult to hold on to. But he sees something. He feels the same way when he escaped from the fugue state. And he remembers just walking up a spiral staircase that you saw from an early earlier flashback on the show and he remembers seeing a knight adorned in black armor looking at him from the distance with yellow eyes staring back at him and then he snaps back at the moment he's like no 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 and he kicks the syringe away i i don't know what this is i don't know i promise i promise but i just know i don't want it anyway all right, all right, wait, wait, wait. come come down come down yes come oh, down best friend it's a it's a blessing looking at you I'm sorry I, I kicked you several times in your kidneys and he sits down like next to him and he's just like it's alright and he like puts his arm around his shoulder he's just like do you remember anything about this and I look at Atticus's back and his leg and his finely pedicured nails I don't remember <laughs> I mean, that, we're not as upset about that part of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, Atticus is like, I had no idea. You clean up good, mate. You look quite fetching, honestly. It's... I look amazing. Yeah. You've, got a, you've got a real gift. Yeah. I haven't talked to you all about my years in cosmetology school, but <laughs> I'm saving that one for San Francisco. Do you only have hair in dreamlands? You dreamt that you had hair? No, I had it before. He's done something to me, something he does not remember. I, I don't, I don't, but I... Truth be told, I have remembered doing things to other people before. Were they nice things? Well, <laughs> um, they were done nicely if you were to appraise the quality of the work. But they often involved bloodletting and carving of s- skin. I Let us kill this one. No, no. No, no, your grace. No, this is a friend of ours. We must, we must, we must endeavor to understand what has happened to him. We have lost, you mu- we have lost our memories. Many of our memories. We do not know what we, each, any of us have, have endured before, in the time before. We must, we must have compassion. And Halster just has his fingers interlocked over the spiral that's carved in the back of his head. And he's just kind of... And we've, we've all seen the spiral. Yes, yeah. yes. Sir Julie says, she's like, ah... Clearly the boy has a madness. He does. I've seen this. I've seen this in the world who people sometimes get exposed to the horrors of war and it 
cracks something in their brain. We call it a madness. You mustn't be upset, Atticus. He's clearly not in his right mind. You need some rest. We all need rest. Ah, my back. Yes, yes, please, Sir Julie, don't exert yourself. Yes, I'm going to lay back down, but can we all just relax and move on? Best friend, we should... Yes, perhaps we should get some rest. I'll be keeping this, though. And he holds up the syringe and, like, tucks it into his band of there. For safekeeping, you understand. That, That would be wise. Right, mate. As we sleep, would you like me to take first watch? <laughs> Maybe not first watch. I'm, I, I, feel, I feel terribly upset about what happened. It's happens. not that we don't trust you. But I want to repay you some recompense and for what I've... we are very appreciative of that. Okay. But perhaps you should just take the night off. Okay. All right. You're right. I should... Self-care is very important. So you rest rest after a weird night with your new <laughs> tattooed barbarian friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wake up and you get to work and you look through that collection of books that you took from Iris Hill and you find the dichotomous translations of Aklo syntax just packed amongst the parcels and you start looking through until you find a page with some items written on it let's go to roll twenty. visual aids visual aids oh look at that oh wow I'm gonna hit that I'm gonna hit that zoom icon damn girl you see a list of items, a Viscount's signet ring, a feline tail, in parentheses, blue and purple mottled fur, a skull of ghoul royalty, a greenstone idol of a water lizard, a night hag ambassador's heartstone, a captain's tricorn, and a red webbed foot. Well, I have that last one. I have a red webbed foot. Oh, well, that's one off the list. I was just carrying one around. I knew it was fate when we met you. <laughs> sometimes I, sometimes I catch ducks. <laughs> In fact, what's to say that you don't have the lion's share of what's on this list? He doesn't. <laughs> Um, so similar to how you researched Lyle's notes and journals to discover the, the ritual to enter the dreamlands, you can now spend time referencing all of his books to try and find out information on these items and where to find them. Cause that's what Lyle's did. That's what all these books were for. Now, some of the items will, uh, reference books that may be in your wheelhouse Atticus but not Aldo's or in Aldo's but not uh, yours uh, so you kind of have some options you can either combine your powers because I'm sure even King Xantar has uh, some knowledge he would be able to offer yes I know much of the dreamlands and much of the natural uh, creatures that live there he's been there a long time nature I have a nature skill 
to put it bluntly. <laughs> so you can either spread out the research and like, all right, you take the Viscount's ring, you take this, or you can combine your powers to just search one item at a time and get each item done more quickly. Let us work together as a committee. Yes, yes, that is how we'll get things done quickly. Combine our powers. Yes. Big committee fans in the audience. Yeah, a lot of committee. Uh, yeah, a lot of good committee. <laughs> yeah. All right, so do you want to search with? Uh, start with the uh, Viscount's signet ring. Yes. Yes. Okay. So over the next, all of you are doing it. Uh, I would say over the next five days. You start digging through uh, three books in particular, it seems, that reference the Viscount and his world. Uh, one is called Elements Through the Spirals of Time. Another one is Spiders of Sin and Sky. And finally, Theological Agreements of the Kingdom. And as you search through these books, you start to learn some information about this signet ring. You learned that Lowell's learned that the Viscount referenced by the Mad Poet or by the, uh, the books that needed to... Or the things that he needed to give to the Mad Poet uh, is a man named uh, Viscount Pietro Brellin. is a mysterious but popular noble in the dreamland city of Selefe. According to one of Lowell's travelogues, Selefe is an opulent and populous city in the dreamlands. And although visitors and natives alike experience the passage of time normally in Selefe, the city itself always appears frozen in time. According to Lowell's notes in the marginalia, he visited the city at noon and the sun remained at its zenith, even though he spent hours negotiating with the Viscount for his signet ring. Evidently, Viscount Brellin is known for hosting these courtly and lavish events. Fearing to lose the Viscount's favor and thus not be invited back to his soirees, attendees will ignore any unusual happenings at these events so as to not offend the Viscount. And after five days of studying these books, you learn the proper phrase that allows you to use the Dreamland's excursion ritual to reach the Viscount's castle. Beef indeed. Beef indeed. (laughs) So, we'll say it's late afternoon. You have this information, and you know that the Dreamland ritual has to be done at night. But now you can enact that ritual again. Instead of going to the caravanserai, you can go to the Viscount's castle in Selafe. Go to a fucking party. (laughs) It's party time. Yes, bro. So, Sir Julie is still, uh, her back is killing her. Oh, come on. She's like, I can't. I can't, I, I can't do the ritual. Just walk it off. You said four hours. No, it's I been can't. five days. <laughs> oh, I know, but it, it ended up, I twisted something, and I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm useless. I can't, I, don't, I can't do the ritual. I can't not travel. Uh, take your new friend here, King Xantar. I can't go back. 
<laughs> Decades I spent trying to escape. They're going. No, I'm afraid there's absolutely no way I could go on this adventure. <laughs> but now, now you do. You know the closely guarded secret of waking up when one falls asleep. You'll be safe. You can come back whenever you like. You know I have been. Now. I have walked the streets of Celeface. A strange place. Full of strange people with their civilized ways. Pa! And he hawks up an enormous wet loogie. <laughs> I will protect you from their wickedness. I think of you all as my subjects now. <laughs> Perhaps you should put on some clothes, though, if we are going to go. I, I can't. It, I chafe, and I <laughs> like to feel free. <laughs> well, he is a king. It's true. We've got to do what he says. I suppose they will open that invitation regardless of what he's wearing. Yes, so. he is royalty. He's our ticket. Yes. He's our ticket, mate. Thank you, Your Majesty. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> so, yet again, you're going to have to do the Dreamlands ritual, where one of you will make the primary check after being aided by several secondary checks. Should you fail, maybe bad things will happen. Should you succeed... You can go straight to the Viscount. Who wants to be the primary checker? Again, will it be uh, Skid using Arcana, or uh, do you want Atticus using Occultism? I will defer to Skid. It worked the first time. Okay. I shall take. I shall take the lead. I have been studying these rituals. So I think I have a good handle on it now. All right. So, as an expert in Arcana, you'll be making the final check. But let's see if your friends help or hurt you. If he's going to make Arcana, you can make the secondary occultism check. Yes. Uh, I would think you would want to do religion. Absolutely. And then, do you have society or survival? Which is better? I uh, imagine Probably so. survival. Okay. Did you listen to him talk about survival society? Very, <laughs> survival very good. Society no so good. <laughs> no so good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I imagine you don't have any performance. Performance, eh, a little bit here and there. <laughs> when I was in Zug College, I <laughs> was in uh, Death of a Zug. <laughs> Death of a Zug. <laughs> Me play Biff. <laughs> uh, would really prefer to use survival <laughs> alright uh, let's get that first secondary check out of the way I need uh, survival from you Jared alright I have notoriously bad dice I'm probably almost as bad as Joe it's, all, it's just a myth by the way if he fails this it's real bad Yeah. so he rolled an 18 Oh, total? Total. 18 total. Oh. Is a failure. Oh, no, ah. 
18 total is a failure, which means you will now take a minus four on your primary check. Gulp. Let's get a religion check there. Halster the Weird. Halster the Weird, whose maybe religious tenets have been shaken to their core by these recent observations, but he's an expert. Let's see what happens. 18 on the die for a 32! Oh, is that crit? 32! Come on, crit it! We have a good time. Uh, not a crit. Damn it. That is a success, which means no bonus or penalties. I wish you didn't have to worry about getting demonetized because I wanted to see several more minutes of him. Yeah, I could have gone for a few more minutes of that. Yeah, two videos ago, uh, Careless Whisper played just a little too long. A little too long. For YouTube's liking. They were like, hey. Hey, fella. <laughs> I don't like that. George Michael's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> that whisper was too careless. That whisper was a little, little too careless with that whisper, if you ask me. <laughs> George Michael's rolling over in his grave. Give me an occultism check. A crit here would really help, because if you crit, you get a plus two. L.A. Joe. L.A. Come Joe. on, L.A. L.A. Joe. Let's do it, baby. Come on. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, that is a 25. Basic success. No bonus or penalty. Still is that success. the bar for Joe? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, basic success. Yeah. 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 That was the saddest applause that you got before. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Esco, give it to you. For you to get it on your own. Esco, deliver. Oh. Skid, you're going to take a minus four <laughs> to this check. Wait, he got the, didn't he get the? Success, success means no bonus or penalty. Oh, oh. A crit would have given you a plus two. Fun. Last time you had that crit. Um, now, we start a session with a bottle cap. You know what I mean? Uh so you have a cap going into this. Something to think about is obviously it's a big role. Yeah. I help you, friend. <laughs> you tried to help. <laughs> Didn't work out too well, mates. All right, so I am. I do have a, a bottle cap in reserve. A daily I will cap. Probably use it here if this doesn't go well. Let's. Here's our first attempt. That is. Oh fuck this! All right, this is a twenty-three. Oh, so with the minus four. With the minus four. Okay. So that's a ten on the die. <laughs> this is the worst result. Yeah. <laughs> the absolute torturous worst result. Re- uh, uh, that's got to be it. Do it again. I don't know. All right. All right. Turn me around again. Oh no! Natural nine. Oh. So 22. Fail. Oh. Oh. Was it 20? Was the other one a fail? Other one was a fail, too. Okay. Oh. All right. Good All call. Right. It's okay, Skip. Here's the thing. It wasn't a critical failure. Right. So you just fail to project yourself into the dreamlands. But now it's a new day. So let's just very quickly do it again. Hey, one I more. Don't, I don't want to go back. <laughs> no, come on. I can't go back. <laughs> Relying you can... on you, my liege, you must dig 
Dig deep. We can't get an invite without the king. Come on. Very well. Me am try again. <laughs> me am try again. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. That time, 25. Oh, oh! Success! Success, dude! <laughs> are you... Are, would you cast your character as played by Tim Allen? That's amazing. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Here goes me. Uh, that's a 15 for a 29. That's a pass. Okay. Right now, cumulative zero. Come on, O'Brien. Obviously. Got this. Obviously. 29. Oh! Three Skid. successes. Come on, Skid. Okay. Skid. No, no penalty this time. Now, you're out of caps. No penalty, but your buddies do have caps. Give me this roll. Okay. The day has passed, and I'm tracking these days. Okay. All right. This is a this is a plus 17 to this roll. Natural 16. Oh, baby. Larry Legend. 33. King Xantar of the Zoogs holds that little <laughs> miniature staircase in his hands, feeling each one of the 70 steps as he focuses on survival for an hour before handing it to Halster Price, who then focuses on his god. Touching all 70 steps, the staircase feels larger, heavier in his hands, and then he hands it over to Atticus Grimm, who uses his occultism, feeling each one of the 70 steps, the staircase getting larger and larger before he hands it to Aldo Casimir, who's holding this big fucking staircase. Failing all 70 steps, you complete the ritual, the staircase hits the floor and goes straight into the boat. You descend into the lands of dreams. Into the lands of dreams. You descend and you're just walking, walking, walking. You look back up and you still see the boat and you keep walking into darkness. But as you're walking, you start to hear music. Music like strings, violins, and courtly fucking music. There it is, baby! God, I wish we could play that. Fuck. Yes. DMX is DJing the Viscounts party. Wow. Cellophane seems pretty cool. This is an awesome part. I like this. They are a wicked people. No, I just love walking up to the castle, just feeling the yeah. bass from outside. <laughs> you follow the set. Do you have any string quartet? I'm working on it. I think I have work harder. Maybe this? Oh! Wow. Fuck yeah, dude. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. That's what you hear. And you just see up ahead lights lights of a, a, a beautiful parquet floor uh, and you walk and all of a sudden you find yourself in a crowded ballroom oh, of for cavernous <laughs> proportions. <laughs> Easy. Easy, my liege. Don't get overexcited. We've only just walked through the door. <laughs> He's got it. Freaking ten foot club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. 
me on list. <laughs> Check again, me on list. I stealthily, uh, I stealthily uh, lurk behind a tapestry. You're in this ballroom, and it is several hundred feet wide, and it's it's lit by a, a reddish light of sunset that is coming in through the the west facing windows it is currently thronged with thousands of attendees in courtly dress filling the entire ballroom and you just find yourselves kind of in the middle of all of it and you look back to where the steps were and they're gone this is awesome (laughs) yeah this is pretty fucking cool You're in this ballroom, and there's people everywhere, and even though they're dressed very nicely, no one bats an eye at you. No one acts like anything's different. And so you look around, and you see that many of the people are are dancing. Some of them are uh, conversing in small groups or enjoying hors d'oeuvres presented by liveried servants. You see here and there a, a slim gray cat winding its way through the dancing partygoers. There's cats everywhere just kind of dancing around with people, being weird. Now, although most of the partygoers appear well-to-do, dressed in fine clothes, gaudy jewelry and whatnot, you see other attendees wear clothes that are threadbare or several decades out of fashion. So you're like, okay, we're not going to look weird either. Any new tattooed dwarfs? Behind one of the tapestries, you see <laughs> King Centaur peeking out. Stay there. You look great. Is there, is there any food? Oh, yeah, there's people walking by. I scuttle up to the hors d'oeuvres and grab a bunch and then go back behind the tapestry. <laughs> you just see the tapestry moving with his chewing. <laughs> lunges out of the tapestry, <laughs> grabs a bunch of food. Yeah, let's uh, let's go to shoving a new- salmon toast in his face. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to a new map. Oh dear! Oh! oh my goodness, Mister Lavalley, you have been working. Yes, I spent a lot of time copying and pasting the same five people. <laughs> <laughs> it was exhausting. There are so many septuplets here. <laughs> Very strange. Everyone be on your guard. Now, you got to imagine, obviously, there are windows uh, over to the west here. That's where the sun is coming in. Um, but the, what the map doesn't show is the ballroom stretches uh, hundreds of feet down and also uh, to the east. And it's just full of people. Um, this is just a, a small smattering of what it looks like. And you see a dais. A dais that is surrounded by uh, guards and other people and a a man sitting atop a throne. Uh, There's a lot going on here. Like I said, you see the dancing and you see people talking and eating. And then at some point, as you're keeping an eye on Xantar behind uh, the tapestry, just chowing on canapé... (laughs) You see uh, a man, very well-dressed, but maybe he's had a little too much to drink. 
and uh, he's tripping over himself a bit, and he bumps into a woman holding a wine glass, and the glass falls from her hand and just shatters on the floor. And uh, there, there's this, like, pause, ever so slight in the general hubbub of the room. There are musicians placed at each of the windows all the way going down that are creating this music. And maybe there's even, like, a slight pause in the music, but it's just, like, secondary <laughs> We're having a good time. We're having a good time with our old buddies. And in that pause, suddenly this like thick rope comes out of the ceiling and just comes flying down and like wraps itself around this guy and he gets pulled up and you just hear and a squish sound and then just like Blood, blood, blood. This is so fucked up. Blood, blood. And then, like, this green and black slime comes down as well. And everyone who stopped for a second just goes right back to what they're doing. And a bunch of servants come by, and they just start cleaning and laughing and smiling. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you in San Francisco. Oh, no! 